24 hours a day. Radio Contact. Welcome to this week's Devil in the Detail podcast. I'm Rob Parks and we're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. Join me the show this week as ever. We are Paul Whiteside, right, Paul? Hey, Rob, you okay, mate? Yeah, had a great week uh, last weekend hosting the uh, Supporters Trust uh, Players um, Reunion. Uh, great night, wasn't it? It certainly was. We'll be talking about that more later on, won't we? But it was a double header weekend for us, wasn't it? Really, we had an excellent win on Friday night, as we'll chat about shortly. And then that on Saturday night, it, uh, you know, apart from me working all weekend, it, it brightened up my uh, my weekend, mate. Brilliant. Yeah, keeping the economy going while the rest of us are enjoying ourselves, Paul. That's the that's the plan. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> what have we got on the show this week, Paul? Yeah, we've got the news coming out of the club this uh, this week. We've also got a review of the Wakefield victory on Friday. We've got Ian Watson in Coach's Corner. We've got interviews with Jack Little John, Tyrell McCarthy and Ben Nakabuai. We've got the amateur report and we'll also be previewing this Thursday's match against St. Helens. Cool. So what we'll do, we'll start with a victory against Wakefield on Friday. You're listening to Devil in the Detail and this is your big match review. Yep, so Sulphur Red Devils were victorious against Wakefield, 38 points to four on Friday, Paul. Big win for Salford. Oh, it was a huge win for Salford, yeah. If we if we could look back at the game, it was a I think for me it was probably the best performance we've played for a number of years. I mean three or four years, I think. I mean, if you look back to last season, we had some great wins last season, you know, finishing fourth after the regular season. But as an eighty minute performance, I think that's the best we've played for a long time. Last season there was some good first halves, you know. Uh, perhaps I'm doing a bit of a disservice there because that win away at Hull last season was an excellent win but they came back in the second half Wakefield didn't we, we absolutely destroyed them I think from minute 1 to minute 8 to, and we lost uh, Robert Louis as well which is a key player for us and we never batted an eyelid did we we seemed to get better and, and grow stronger as the game went on yeah here are the highlights from the game from Sports Zone on Salford City Radio enjoy I'm Craig Cogger of the Salford Red Devils and you're listening to the Sports Zone Salford City Radio Hello and welcome to the AJ Bell Stadium for this Super League clash between Salford Red Devils and Wakefield Trinity Wildcats. It's going to be a cracking game. The sun's shining here at the AJ Bell Stadium. We're hoping for a great win for Salford Red Devils. Tompkins out the play the ball for Salford. Go right or left here. Salford gone right. Flanagan gives it to Rob Lewis. Drop off ball to George Griffin who comes back on the inside and gets within 10 metres of the line. Salford putting early pressure on Wakefield. Flanagan. Gives the ball to Rob Lewis. Rob Lewis got runs on the outside. Little John gives it to Junior Sal. He scores for Salford. Great work by Little John. Sends Junior Sal over. Oh, great score for Salford State. Perfect start. 100% domination with the ball in hand. Fast, crisp running. Great cohesion with the team. Everybody in the right place. What a wonderful 
attack. I hope we see that one right from where we're at the penalty from the restart. A wonderful team try and no better man to finish it off than Junius. A wonderful, brilliant start to the evening for the Red Devils. Griggs taking the time to get up. Seven. One more play. St Alford hold out. One more play. Miller looking to go left. He's going left. An opening is being created. There's a chance. There's a big dummy up the middle. That's a great, great offload. Ball goes to the ground. Referee calls it back for the knock-on. And Wakefield showing their danger as the hooter goes. The ball went to ground. Salford's defence scrambling well enough. But Rob, that's as good a first half as I've enjoyed for, for this season. Yeah, what a tackle by Josh Wood at the death there. Stops the Wakefield uh, attacker from loading and Salford now going to the uh, half-time sheds, leading here eight points to nil. So, Salford off in this second half. They lead eight points to nil here at the AJ Bell Stadium. And Wakefield come forward. Tackle by Griffin and uh, Chris Wellen. And uh, it will be Salford having to defend this uh, early set in this uh, second half it's uh, Miller again Miller looking for space he's tackled 10 metres out and Salford at, at the moment defending and it's uh, Miller again Miller to Arona is looking for the line and he's spilt the ball ball's gone dead and Salford will start on the 20 Steve well what a great a defence that was and Neville's gets over it quickly he's allowed to go on he's flying down the field he's turned his man can he go all the way he's wasting back can he go no he can what a thrilling run from Evans. absolutely brilliant that's Salford being held down the penalty the sin binning what a fantastic piece of individual work from Niall Evans from that 20 following on great Salford defence couldn't quite get all the way over Reese Lennon just had the legs on him and stopped him but then holding him down in the tackle Salford have the benefit of an extra man for 10 minutes they have a penalty yeah what a, what a run by Niall Evans and it's Tyler McCarthy I think there we go he kicks the goal and Salford lead 10 points to nil and uh, games can turn on big things like that Steve it was a great break by Nia Levels and uh, Tyrone McCarthy tags the, the two and Salford go into a 10 point lead yeah, I mean when I walk that far I have to sit down he's just run what 90 metres in what 9 seconds 10 seconds or something and he's now got to do it all over again instantly give Salford another play and Salford now 10 metres out it's Tompkins gives it a drive forward try great try for Salford the Devils Tyrone McCarthy I think the try scorer for Salford save great score absolutely they got the penalty they got the only the restarted play everybody was lined out left it only needed one pass and just the score that you need when your opponents are down that was a cleverly cleverly constructed play and very well scored try really impressive is Tompkins now at the play of the ball for Salford Tompkins gives it to Little John gives it to Daniel Murray no dummies and Tompkins brings the ball forward with Salford and Salford now fifth tackle play and it'll be uh, Little John puts the ball in the air Junior South's under it Johnson's under it ball goes down picked up by Salford it's going to be Ryan Lennon Ryan Lennon the try scorer for Salford great work by Little John finding the kick and Salford scores to yeah, Little John really finding that kick to perfection. Junior Sal out jumped his opponent, who was on the end of it. 
Lannan. Lannan, brilliant from him to be in support and back-to-back -back scores against the team with 12 men really has turned this game Salford 20 points to nothing in front in this first 10 minutes of the second half coming with two stonking tries so impressive tonight Rob and the fans loving it like I am and you are numbers laid up on that far side it's uh, Tompkins because it's a little John drop off ball to Ryan Lannan who fends off one Wakefield defender and he's still going Boyd after his try and Salford are two metres out it's uh, Tompkins at the play of the ball Tompkins gives it to Little John to Wood and Wood's got runners on the outside Wood gives it to Wevels someone's up space on it he scores Bobby goes over brilliant try in the corner great word for Salford great hand Steve what a try Textbook stuff but done to perfection all the way along the line and Tyrone MacArthur is stepping up to the Louis mark instrumentally so much of what they got to do and first player to run half the width of the field to congratulate the Stura Jake Pippi really still needs to be scoring but what brilliant hands that was fantastic from the Red Devils Tompkins oh dummies twice gives it to Ben Nakambuaya I don't think he was expecting it but he's uh, taking a tackle but he's still battling looking for the line he's stretching but fifth tackle play for over the Devils Tompkins again it gives a little John little kick through and uh, it's going to be a tackle oh spelled picked up by Tompkins and Tompkins gives it to George Griffin who's bottling and George Griffin scores by the post for Silver Red Devils great score by George Griffin a Wakefield error but look Salford capitalised everybody quickly realised what was going on Tompkins grabbed the loose ball and the support play from Griffin who's had a big game and he still had to score it had to push off a would-be tackler and that extends Salford's lead to 28 points to 4 11 minutes to go what a game by the Red Devils and Salford will be in the top 8 at the end of this game that is so good to know Tyrone McCarthy how good he's been really impressive look at this attacking run out the way to Bibby fantastic all the way to the outside superb cut out pass for Nevels it's flowing it's sweet it's a joy it's a pleasure it's worth twice as much as we paid to see it this is a fantastic 40 minutes of the Super League Rugby League Copjack gives it to Little John got runners little kick through Junior Sowers on his bike Will he get the ball? Marlow go down. Johnson, great score for Salford. Little John with a little kick and uh, Johnson winning with a try. Johnson with a try to follow up. And this is what momentum means. Everything's going Salford's way, deservedly so. The kick through, chased down hard. Wakefield couldn't take it, the loose ball. And it's a Salford player there first. Salford are doing to Wakefield what so many teams over the years have done to Salford. And they're killing him off in the last 20 minutes. Oh, I'm loving it. I won't sleep tonight. I'm loving this one so much. So that's the end of the game. Salford Devils victorious. 38 points to 4. A great win for Ian Watson's men. And Salford Red Devils are locking up the league in the Super League after this fantastic win against Wakefield. I'm Craig Cockjob of Salford Red Devils, and you're listening to the Sports Zone Salford City Radio. So, Salford Red Devils were victorious, Paul. Very dominant performance throughout. Fantastic result. Just the kind of thing we needed. The kind of game we usually lose, but we came up good this time. 
Yeah, I think it was important that we backed up the, the victory at Huddersfield. You know, we did a lot of good work there at Huddersfield. And I think it was an improved game. You know, there was there was there was times in that game at Huddersfield where we, we should have done better. And I thought we brought that improvement into the Wakefield game and uh, took our chances to get in that game. As I said before, excellent performance from, from minute one to minute eight to the defence was absolutely superb. You know, it was a whole Wakefield dude beating St. Helens the week before, let's not forget, um, in, a, in a seesaw game. To hold them to just four points, and I think they were pretty lucky to get the four that they got. Mm. I thought that was excellent, especially in that last 20 minutes there where it had been easy for us to perhaps, you know, put the cue on the rack and, and relax and let a couple of soft tries, like teams tend to do. And we didn't. That intensity in defence was there, you know, in the, in, the, in the last 10 minutes as it was in the first 10 minutes, which was excellent. I'm sure... You know, speaking to Ian Watson after the game, he was more pleased with the four conceded rather than the 38 scored. But we just proved that we can uh, we can match teams. Yeah, well, so what grinds my gears is when we play fantastic rugby, dominate teams, beat teams, and then the media kind of like uh, announced that the you know Wakefield struggled, and, and you know you don't really highlight the fact that Salford played fantastic rugby and put onto the sword. And you know, I think more performances like this, Paul, against other teams, will hopefully open the eyes of, of people around, and, and we'll get a you know a better uh, press in that opinion. You sound like me there, Rob, slagging the press off. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. I think, like we, we said it on on Saturday at the, the reunion, I think we said it before, yeah, I think there's a lot of snobbery in rugby league and I think we're a scapegoat for, for journalists and media and other supporters of other teams. And I think we have been for a few seasons, whether that was because Marwan was involved or whatever. We tend to get a lot of bad press um, and I don't know why because we've got an excellent coach who, who's so respected in the game. He's unbelievable. We've got a really hard-working squad of players and we're doing things right, aren't we? And I don't know, perhaps there's a bit of jealousy there. Perhaps teams don't like to see us doing well. I mean, we've not won anything, but we are looking at the league now. And I think we've got an ideal opportunity now to finish in that top eight. I think the destiny is sort of in our own hands now. We've done some spade work there over the last couple of weeks. And if we if we can beat the teams in and around us, I mean, everybody wants to go and beat Wigan. Everybody wants to go and beat Saints and Leeds. But they're bonus games at the moment for us with the players we've got. If we beat the bread and butter game, the teams around us will finish in that top eight, and that to me is a successful season. Looking at the squad and the budget we've got, yeah, obviously the the gap is uh, between sort of uh, eighth and ninth, and and that's important. We we keep winning and keep the gap because obviously we don't want to get sucked back into a, a, a sort of a, a battle. You know, we put the like you said, we put the effort in. You know, we, we've got this couple of games we've won on the spin now. It's about building momentum now, and you know, I know we've got Saints this week. That's going to be a difficult one, but I'm sure the boys full of confidence. You know, they could come away with a win there too. I don't see why not, Rob. Wakefield beat St. Helens the week before, and you've got to look at Saints. They've got game-changing players, the likes of Ben Barber, who can do the business, the, the centre, Percival, the match winners all over the field. Big loss for them is James Roby, who's out injured at the moment. I think Matty Smith's out injured. They've got quite a bit of a, a crisis at half-back at the moment. I think that Richardson might be injured as well, but with St. Helens, they seem to have that knack to, to bring young guys out of their academy in, and they seem to have super wonderful games, don't they? Like Regan Grace, look at him a couple of, a couple of years ago on Good Friday against Wigan and had a world win performance and won the game. So we've always got to be aware of that. But don't forget, they've got an international sort of squad as well, haven't they, of players to pick from. And they're going to be a real tough test for us. And don't forget with our injury situation as well, we've lost a few more injuries, which we'll probably speak about as we do the preview afterwards. And we'll ream the list off that we've got injured. So, And we've not got the biggest squad in the world either. So it's going to be a, a difficult game. But at the AJ Bell Stadium, you know, you know there we, we're good at home. And I think on our, on our day, we, we're capable of beating anybody. But it'll be a very tough game. It will be a tough game. But after the tough game against Wakefield on a Friday, Friday night, we spoke to Jack Littlejohn, uh, Tyrone McCarthy and Ben Nakambawai after the game. And this is what they had to say. 
So I'm joined by Jack Little John. Great win that. Yeah, that was uh, definitely one of the best I've had here at Salford so far. So um, I thought our middles really stepped up there. I think uh, all credit to them. They were outstanding tonight. And, he laid us a platform to be able to play some footy off the back of it. Yeah, first 20 minutes, intensity was there, playing good rugby as well. You know, you've had effort in that first and second half. Yeah, definitely. I thought our defence was some of the best we've had all year. Um, I think, what did we hold them to one try? Um, so that's pretty that's pretty impressive. Um, I just thought that first half, if, if I had got my kicking game on a bit better, I thought I could have controlled the game a little bit better. But second half, I, I got it on a bit, uh, a bit more, so... Uh, yeah, it was a good win. Yeah, obviously Rob Lou went off injured. A bit more pressure on yourself, but you stood up and took the took the role. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind taking control. I mean, uh, the coach has been into me about taking a bit more control and stuff like that. So uh, normally week in, week out, I do, I do most of the talking and then just let Rob Louie do his thing. You know, he's very uh, he's very good with ball in hand and he's a, a class player. So we, we definitely missed him out there. But um, yeah, who knows what would have scored been if he was out there. But uh, it was good. It was good to get a win. Yeah, St. Helens next week. Sky game. Big game for us. Hopefully in that top eight, we're still there. Another win, pushes us even further up. Yeah, uh, definitely. I think uh, we just need to roll on from that game there. I mean, we, we were pretty solid there. So I think they beat St. Helens uh, last week. So we'll take a little bit of confidence out of that. I think uh, we definitely do need to be better with ball in hand. And going up against St. Helens, they're a class outfit, aren't they? So I've uh, been top of the comp for, for years. So uh, it'll be a tough game, but we're looking forward to it. Cheers, big thanks to talk to us in the Devil of the Detail. I'd like to say Tyrone McCarthy's joined me. I thought you had an outstanding game today, mate, and you've uh, a bit of a goal kicker on the quiet as well. Ah, uh, yeah, just uh, I've been going along with Robbie, and not many lads would have put their hands up, so I've just been keeping him company. And obviously, he went off today, and there was no one else there, so just you, did, you did it tough out there today, didn't you? We lost players in the week, as Ian Watson said before. We lost players on the pitch. Robert Louis went off. You've yeah. senior players, you know, like say yourself, Matt Flanagan. You stood up and were counted, didn't you? Um, yeah, I suppose, I suppose the whole team did tonight. And it's credit to all the boys. Um, but like even lads who've come in and played that played out of position. Um, but it's just, um, yeah, like when we lost Lamar through illness and obviously picked up a couple of injuries from the Huddersfield match. And we just talk, talked about being consistent. And I think when obviously you have a few changes, that can in, that consistency can be lost. And I think doing that tonight and putting that performance in is going to give us great confidence going forward and, and probably stringing a few wins together now Were you surprised how well things went tonight? Because Wakefield have been sort of touted it was one of the top six top four sides haven't they? And the way you blew them away tonight you just seem to Yeah we had a bit of confidence obviously we uh, we felt a bit hard not hard done to but we felt like we could have got a bit more when we went to their place obviously I think we didn't kick a goal that night and that, that was the difference um, so we kind of we had that confidence of what we had the performance within us. It's just about gearing out there and, and actually doing the hard work. Like they, they are a real good team. They, they proved last year they're a top four team, and um, obviously they're up there again this year. But we, we've got our own goals and achievements, and if we want to get up to where we want to be, we need to be beating them sorts of teams. St. Helens next Thursday. Things don't yeah. get any easier. That's <laughs> a big game down here, though. But you must be confident. Games at the AJ Bell Stadium, you put on a good show, don't you? Yeah, well, obviously, I think most teams will target the home games and obviously talk about making it a fortress and all those cliches, but yeah, it's something that has probably happened without talking about too much. We've obviously put in real good performances at home and managed to get our first away win, but yeah, we, we need to be at our best and obviously, States are playing really well, obviously, a bit of the last week, but um, I'm sure they're coming back, all guns firing and 
it would be a massive challenge for us to obviously to continue that consistency and, and put in a great performance. I've enjoyed your blogs as well. You're quite talented off the pitch as well. Is, it, is rugby league journalism something you're going to look towards in the future? Um, I, I don't know whether it's journalism, but yeah, I just think um, something I enjoy doing. So obviously giving an insight from a player's point of view is... I don't think we see a lot of it really and the more we can get of it I think it will be better for the game obviously everyone's got ideas and opinions and um, obviously if we're not upsetting no one then I think why not well supporters are enjoying them I've certainly enjoyed them Tyrone thank you very much thank for speaking you. to me on Devil in the Detail and we shall see you next week mate thank no you very problem. much thank you So I'm joined by Ben Nakamawai. Big win for Salford. It was an awesome win. Um, all the boys are on the same page this week. We all, um, 1-17, we're all putting a good effort. So pretty happy with the result tonight. Great performance by yourself, week in, week out. Showing us what you know what we all promised when you came over. Yeah, I was just trying to do my job each week. Um, just as long as I do my job for the team. And um, I'm happy. So yeah. as long as I do my job. Yeah. Set Ellen's next week. Uh, Sky game. Um, big pressure hopefully keep the winning move going keep moving up the league into, we're in the top 8 now yeah. and you never know we could go higher and higher yeah we just got to do our job once again um, all of us are forwards are on a roll this week so um, coming up against a good pack St Helens who've been travelling pretty well um, we just need to maintain and go above what we've been doing these past two weeks um, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves like um, yeah, we just need to do our job again, like I've been saying. <laughs> but once we do that, we'll be fine. Yeah, obviously, it's all about obviously being consistent, like you said. Uh, is it two, three wins on the bounce at the moment? You know, how far can this team go? Uh, when we, if we put a month or we can go all the way, I think. Um, you don't train. Um, you don't train to give a half-hearted effort. So um, we want to go all the way, and that just starts by doing the little things right now. Yeah. Cheers, big thanks for talking to us on the Denver Detail. Cheers, Cheers mate, brilliant that, well done. <laughs> so that was Jack Little John, Ben Nakamboi, and Tyrone McCarthy talking about the victory against Wakefield. Paul, and the players were, you know, fantastic throughout, you know, intense levels were there, and they showed Wakefield out of play. I certainly believe so, yeah. Just just talking there, like you said to Ben Nakabua, he gets better every week, doesn't he? I know Ian Watson thinks an awful lot of him, and you can see his performance is improving. He's becoming a real handful now for defences, and I'd say he sort of pushed himself from being not a first-team regular, not a first-choice. I think he is first-choice now in that pack. I'd have him in every week now. I think he's playing really well. As for Tyrone McCarthy, I thought he was absolutely outstanding on Friday night. He was absolutely everywhere. And he's a, he's a player in the same mould as Mark Flanagan. You know, a guy who'll do it in attack, do it in defence. And if you've got two players like that in your side, you know, you're not going to go far wrong, guy. And as for Jake Bibby, he seemed to learn the lessons from um, Huddersfield. He scored a try at Huddersfield, I believe, I think, if I'm right. I can't remember. No, it was a, yeah, two weeks two ago. Week, my memory's yeah. going. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he did. And he, he, he missed the chance, didn't he? He missed that chance against Warrington as well. He seemed really switched on on Friday night and scored two excellent finishes so that's off to Jake Bibby I'm just singling everybody out here I've, I've, I've marked a few out Jack Little John was Jack, fantastic Jack Little John yeah he's another one I wanted to mention because he's took a lot of flack and I said that to Ian Watson after the game you know reading on social media looking at what fans are saying I like to know what the fans are saying and I know a lot of supporters were no I wouldn't say they were really criticising saying he's rubbish but people were saying he wasn't bossing the game he was doing this he was doing that and I thought when Louis went off he stood up to the plate and bossed that second half his kicking game was excellent you know, for that last try as well that was a super kick through I mean at the Huddersfield away there was a couple of times where he took the wrong option on the last tackle whether it's a confidence thing or not I'm not too sure because the lad can play I believe he can play he's got a good pair of hands 
he said his kicking game needs work, but he's a, a lad. Believe me, you me, as the saying goes. I think he'll come good. I really do. I've really got confidence in Jack. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was fantastic, especially when uh, Rob Lou went off as well. It was a bit of a crucial moment in the game, but you know, Ian Watson shuffled his pack. He brought on Tyrone McCarthy, who had McCarthy, Flanagan, uh, Wood, and Tompkins all on at the same time, and all pivots in the line and causing Wakefield's defence to check the slide, which created space, I think, for for people out wide. And you know, I thought. Little John, yeah, great, played well, but obviously a fantastic tactical uh, now from uh, Ian Watson. Yeah, and, and the front row as well, you've got to look at the guys like Craig Copjack, George Griffin and Daniel Murray came into the side and they've both had to wait really patiently this season. You know, Daniel's been on loan at Halifax and you lost Lama Tazit and Wellaraki to injury, so they're, they're two of your big men to, to, to go missing there in, in with injury. And, and Daniel and, and uh, George Griffin came in and did a job. I mean, it was great to see when Daniel Murray came off, he got a standing ovation from the crowd. I felt that was a cracking moment from a young lad who's come in and we've watched him blossom, haven't we, over the last sort of 18 months. And um, I thought that was really great that I was really chuffed when I saw him come off and uh, get that standing ovation because he deserved it. And George Griffin probably was up there for man of the match, I thought. Ian Watson said he, he was outstanding. That's probably one of the best games he's played and... Uh, and yeah, let's just hope we can take that momentum into that St. Helens game. Yeah, Ryan Lannan as well, I thought Ryan was great. Lannan, you know, yeah. obviously not playing every week, coming in cold and, you know, what a performance from him. Great try as well. Um, you know, we've got some good, you know, good players in that squad uh, that when injuries do bite, they just come in and, and, and you know, take the uh, the game forward. It's a fantastic thing uh, that we've got going here. Yeah, we've said it before, haven't we? It's more the uh, the outside backs where we've, we've sort of struggled, haven't we? I won't say for quality, but we've not got that strength in depth there, have we? If somebody gets injured, we're down to the bare bones, aren't we, in, the, in that sort of section of the team. Whereas the forwards, we've got, I won't say we've got an embarrassment of riches, but we've got players to come in and young players to come in. And don't forget, we were talking to Andy Mazie tonight on Salford Radio, weren't we, about how, how well Gavin Bennion's doing at Swinton. And he's, well, he told us he's, he's been playing rubbish because I think he wants to hang on to him. He's telling <laughs> us a few porkies, wasn't he? But he's been playing really, really well for Swinton. And so he's another lad that you've got to come in as well. And Levy and Zungu's also there at Swinton. So, uh, so yeah, it's, the pack of forwards is he's probably up there for one of the best in the league. And don't forget, on Friday night, he was playing against Wakefield. He's got a really strong pack, haven't they? You know, that's a Craig Cuby, Keegan Hurst, Justin Horrow. A really good side. And they've outmuscled a lot of teams this season. And uh, we outmuscled them, I thought. Yeah, looking at the stats, Paul, uh, from the game, uh, top tacklers was George Griffin with 42, Mark Flanagan with 33, Tompkins uh, with 49, and Chris Wellen with 31, Paul. You know, the forwards there, Griffin, put, what a shift he put in. Like you said, Flanagan with 33. He's doing a bit of both. Great defence, great attack, uh, and Tompkins always the uh, you know the, the battler in the midfield. Yeah, certainly. Luke Burgess as well, I thought, did well on um, on Friday night. He, he was a starting prop, and he took that first carry, I believe, from the kickoff, if I remember rightly, and... Uh, you could tell with the intent he charged that ball in. And I questioned Luke a few times this season and uh, I've been a bit disappointed with his performances. And I thought he stood up on Friday night. And we, like I said, we've just got to take that now into the, the Saints game. We've had well, we've had six days rest preparing for that St. Helens game. And, you know, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be really hard on, on Friday night. But we can, we can take that now into that game. Yeah, top meter makers, George Griffin again with 157, uh, Tyrone McCarthy with 109, Luke Burgess with 100, uh, 113, Daniel Murray with 96, uh, George Griffin had an average gain of 8.7 metres a carry, uh, Luke Burgess was, was averaging 8 metres a carry and Ryan Lanham was averaging 8.2 metres a carry, but you know the forwards made big metres, one collision uh, which made the, the team go forward, Paul. Yes, yeah, certainly, certainly the, the, all the forwards um, were absolutely mustered on, on Friday night and we just showed Wakefield up, I thought. Chris Chester said that, the Wakefield coach, in his in his post-match interview. Another lad who I thought had an excellent game was Chris Wellham. 
he really did provide Jake Bibby both his tries. It was good work from Niall Levels. We saw that link with Niall. He was sort of doing the Gareth O'Brien link, wasn't he? He sort of filled Gareth's shoes, I thought, on Friday night and linked well with uh, with Chris Wellham and, and Jake Bibby. And going down that side there, we looked unstoppable at times, didn't we? And what about Niall for that, that quick tap as well? And he went 60. It was an absolutely thrilling break. I was stood with my dad and we were both on our feet there and uh, willing him to get to the line. And uh, he, he just got caught. And I think we, we scored not long after that, didn't we, when the, the Wakefield man got Simbin? But I don't think they could use that as an excuse to Simbin. I think we were totally on top and, and dominating. Yeah, you got to speak to Ian Watson after the game, and this is what you had to say. Right, Ian Watson joins me. Big win tonight. Yeah, massive for us um, as a group as well, and the adversity we'd faced kind of before the game, let alone during the game as well, just shows kind of the resilience in the, in the group and in the team. Um, thought the boys were outstanding today, and everyone should be proud of kind of their efforts that they delivered, including obviously themselves. We'd a bit shocked with that tonight because I was, I wasn't expecting that. No. But you, 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 you have a lot of confidence in these fights, no, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I, I know what they can do, and I know how they can play as well. And once they kind of believe in themselves and play to kind of the game plan, stick to the systems. They're a great bunch of guys and they're a great bunch of players as well. It's just having that kind of consistency we've not had. But it was important we backed up last week's win um, against a genuine kind of top eight team, really, just to kind of give us the confidence that we are in that top eight and we deserve to be in there. Before we give you the plaudits for the attacking play, I'd like to congratulate you on the defence because I yeah. thought the defence was excellent. I mean, I don't think Chris Chester mentioned it in the press conference, but I think they had about six sets of six yeah, on our line in like a 15 minute spell there. Yeah. And the defence, how pleasing is that for you? No, outstanding because that's the one thing that we work really hard on is our defence our defence is our first and foremost thing that we look to um, the boys have got it at the moment they understand what everybody's doing and what everybody's role is and they're doing it really well but to defend the kind of the six sets which you alluded to in the first half that was what turned the game because it was, it was very much a an arm wrestle at that point and we just didn't need to concede so to go in at half time with a blank score sheet was massively pleasing and really kind of proud of the defensive performance. Because Wakefield asked a lot of questions didn't they there, yeah, they did. the goal line defence was good. Going into the second half now, you lost Robert Lewis towards yeah. the end of the first half, could have been easy then for Wakefield to get on top but you must be proud of the way, especially Jack Littlejohn, yeah. he grabbed the game by the scruff of the neck didn't yeah, he? Yeah, I think the kind of the leaders of the team stood up tonight, um, we pulled them in at half time and just said look it's important that the leaders step up now in games like this when you've kind of lost things and things haven't gone your way they have to lead for people like Mark Flanagan, Tyrone McCarthy just to name two of the kind of middles in there were outstanding for us and then you've got people like Luke Burgess and um, young Ben Daniel Murray as well I thought like I say our middles kind of really stepped up for us tonight against a really good pack JBB two excellent finishes yeah what did he make of his first one? It was a, it was yeah. That was some oh, finish, that. I was impressed with his second one, wasn't I? Yeah. He, was, he was struggling on the sideline with Carr, with a cramp at first, and then all of a sudden got on the end of the play and scored as well. So. Some thrilling rugby there. Yeah, he yeah. must have been delighted with that. Naya levels as well. He makes yeah. a big difference when he's in the side, linking up with, with the centres on the three quarters. Yeah, it gives us different things to kind of what Gaz gave us, but today he's shown a little bit of the opportunities of what Gaz would have took. He took as well tonight, which is really pleasing because it gives us two ways to play, really. What did you make of Jack Littlejohn's performance? I know he's been in for a bit of, bit of criticism some supporters have said to me he's not cutting it I thought tonight yeah. he played his best game for us yeah I thought he kind of controlled the team really well his organisation even he'll admit probably his kicking game is not fully there yet um, we just need to work really hard on that which they are doing well, well they're working hard on it and trying to fix things up that's what we want from guys um, like I say I think he controlled the team like he had to because once Robbie went off he had to be the one who kind of was the voice there with our attacking play and things like that you lost some players in the week didn't you well Haraki was hamstring well off what was Lama was that an illness Lama illness yeah he's had that um, diarrhea bug and um, sickness so that's like I say that's been going through us as well and 
to kind of get the two wins really in a period where we have been kind of struggling with a bit of an illness bug as well is really pleasing Daniel Murray and George Griffin came in and they were both excellent weren't they yeah George has had to wait quite a while to kind of get his opportunity but I thought today he took it with both hands and was probably I can't say the best player because I thought all 17 were outstanding but I just thought his contribution was massive tonight how do you think this team's going to be when Ian Watson gets his fully fit 17 out you know your first try because you never get it do you you never get like the settled team because you're going to have to make changes again now for next week aren't you every player we've out there we know that they're committed to playing for Salford and they're committed to kind of the team and they want to do the right things for themselves and they have a pride about themselves that's why kind of all these guys were kind of signed here and kind of kept here because they had that attitude that they'd work hard no matter what no matter what kind of adversity they faced they wanted to kind of step up and challenge each other and challenge themselves and that's the good thing about this group is they accept any challenge that a team lays down to what was the most pleasing thing for you tonight the 38 points scored defense. or the four defence mate yeah the yeah. defence I just thought like you said the six goal line sets that we defended and then at the back end of the game it's easy to concede at the back end of the game but they still had a resilience about them to not concede in the last few minutes when they own Wakefield had the ball you seem to be pride in this side on defence I mean this yeah. season you've never really surrendered loads of points to anybody who's no. been solid and is that what you're basing this yeah. side on yeah hard it's, work listen, and it's what we've worked it's took a couple of years to kind of get here defensively but everyone's doing the job at the moment as well and well, well, we've kind of not been firing with our attack at certain points we've been very very good defensively across the board there's a lot of teams that maybe in the years gone by would have put 38 40 points on us that's kind of not happened there's only Wigan who's really put us in the sword on that and Benny Barber a little bit at St Helens but like I say we're kind of really confident as a defensive team now we're understanding our systems and knowing what we need to do um, so that's the really pleasing thing and that's probably the biggest thing I'm proud of to be fair don't get any easier St Helens as we mentioned Benny Barber let's hope Benny Barber's yeah. not playing next week yeah. and we get a few St Helens players well, he's got a sickness bug next yeah we have to uh, send yeah. Lama around this yeah. week yeah. <laughs> oh no look we're looking forward to Saints Saints will be a good challenge for Big us uh, especially at home here this is what we want we want to kind of be a force to be reckoned at home what's that um, dressing room like tonight are they buzzing the lads because they oh, must yeah. be after those two wins yeah the, the, they'll be bouncing and they had a good group yeah, yeah. I mean I saw the video last week you're banging the drum and singing there's a great camaraderie isn't there in this side yeah, I was that one and trying to lead it was it last week I saw you there <laughs> clapping away and singing <laughs> yeah, the clapping not the banging what one <laughs> yeah no what's got yeah they're a good group mate like I say they work hard for each other say some guys have had to be patient to have the opportunity stop when you get that opportunity taking it we kind of pride ourselves on that competing for each other's spot and competing for your own spot really so not resting on your laurels and like I say some people have put their hand up today in that middle pack as well so there's going to be some tough decisions for settlers next week one more question a lot of people have been asking me to ask you is recruitment I know it's difficult for you to say yeah. but is there anybody else in the pipeline or oh, listen I've there's somebody are you still looking? Yeah, we're talking. We're talking to one who we're trying to bring in, but like I say, we, we don't. It's a difficult time. Yeah, it's difficult with a club. The money situation. Yeah, we the the persons, people who run the club at the moment that have money to kind of put in. Um, for what the players are turning out there for the little kind of, um, what can I say? We don't have any of them luxuries anyway. Put it that way, or any little add-ons and stuff like that. The boys do it tough, kind of in training and around the place and they do it tough on the game day as well um, like I say we could do with 10,000 supporters coming down and then that might help out a little bit um, but like I say we're happy with where we are we get good support from the, from the from the club and from the fans as well and um, the players know what kind of club we are and what we have to dig in you certainly are building yeah. something here Ian yeah. best of luck this week rest up and yeah. I'll see you next Thursday cheers Paul thanks a lot Ian so that was Ian Watson talking about the victory against uh, Wakefield Paul and he's got to be so buzzing about the result and actually putting us back in the top eight.
Yeah, we climbed up to seven. Now we've leapfrogged um, Wakefield on the league ladder. So, so yeah, it, it was an excellent result, excellent performance, and he was very chuffed with that, Ian. And like we said before, probably the best we've played 80 minutes wise for for a long while. And it's great to see him doing so well. He's such a great guy. I mean, you know, me and what oh, I've got so much time for Ian. He's, uh, he's, 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 he's a, no, he's, no, I, I like him. I really do. I've got so much time for him, and uh, he always has time for us, doesn't he? For he an does. interview, and sometimes he's rushing and he nearly misses the bus. But uh, I mean, yeah, because at the end of the day, we're not BBC, are we? Are no. professionals or anything? And he seems to he seems to like us and. We seem we always defend him, don't we? Yeah. We always talk him up, don't we, as well? And we never ask him any awkward questions either. Yeah, he's doing a fantastic job. And like you say, he does he does spend time, to, you know, talking to us. Never bumps us, does he? So nope. you know, he's he's doing a fantastic job, putting us in the in the back in the top eight as well. Uh, after the obviously early season pressure, and um, obviously losing Robbie Louis might be a blow if if they're out. He's out for a couple of weeks, um, but that's going to be a test for his uh, you know manage management to see who comes in and takes his place. Yeah, because it looks like Josh Wood won't play either against um, St. Helens on Friday night. Jake Shorrocks, I would have thought, will get the nod. Mm. But Jake's loan's going to run out soon as well. He's only been on a month's loan. I think it's the last week. It's either this week or next week. He's been here a few weeks now, so whether we'll get him for another month, I'm not too sure what will happen on that one. But, yeah, injuries are starting to hit us a bit now. And, you know, we've done quite well up to now with injuries this season. We've, we've managed, like I said before, we've had to swap the, the team around. It's been half-back, hasn't it, where we've been swapping things around quite a lot. But yeah, we, we, we've just got to manage that now. Every team's going to get injuries throughout the course of the season, haven't they? And uh, you know, we've got two tough games coming up now with Saints at home and Wigan away before the, uh, the Magic Weekend. Yeah, big thanks for your three-word match reports and man the matches. Uh, Chris and Janet Shen, great team performance. And they said it was difficult to pick one, but they've gone for Jack Littlejohn and George Griffin. Um, Colin Wilson, super smashing great. Uh, his man of the match was all 17 of them. Uh, Tracy, climbing the table, man of the match, all 17. Liz Wright, Absolutely blooming, marvellous. All uh, 17 out of the match. See a pattern forming here, Paul. Yeah, all the, all the whole side played well, didn't they? I mean, I was going to say that, to be honest with you. Uh, Chairman Bob, defence, defence, defence. Uh, and his man of the match was Ben Nakambuai. Uh, Mark, fantastic defence display. Uh, Martin, big team performance. His man of the match was Jack Littlejohn. Uh, Matt Grill, Gilray, uh, class team performance. Uh, and his man of the match was 1-17. to 17. Julia Coleman, Banba Brothers. Uh, Peter Brady, that was awesome. Five-star performance, bring on the Saints. Like you say, it's... it's Fantastic performance from the boys, and everyone's getting man of the match this week by the sound of it, Paul. Yeah, nobody bothers sending them in when we get beat. There's loads of them this week, absolutely reasonable. Yeah, the supporters are delighted, aren't they? And uh, you can't argue with any of those because I think you could have picked anybody out of the one to 17, any single person, and you, you couldn't have said, Oh, no, I disagree with you on that one. I think that everybody played well, didn't they? And each supporter will see a different thing in a different player, won't they? Yeah, Colin Manners awesome at second half, and his man of the match was the team. Uh, Mark Hogan, uh, Mark Flanagan, absolutely outstanding performance. Grace Williams, fantastic team performance, and her man of the match was everyone. Nicholas Fletcher, uh, solid team performance. His man of the match was Josh Wood. Uh, Eric Rawson, great performance, boys. Man of the match, everybody. Dom Hall, outstanding team performance, and he thought McCarthy had a blinder. Uh, and finally, uh, Richard Martin, not just Louis, and his man of the match was McCarthy. But yeah, uh, McCarthy kicking goals, that was a surprise for everyone yeah it certainly was but, but like that, that last guy said there Richard Morton about uh, not just Louis we proved on, on Friday night that we're not just a one man man team because you know, the last few weeks we've been saying it haven't we you know everything seems to come through Robert Louis everything seems to come down one side we want Jack Littlejohn to get more involved and he did I mean I, I remember saying to my dad at half time you know, it's 8-0 We've done really well in this first half, but you know, is it going to be a tough one now in the second half? Our Wakefield are going to come fired up, aren't they? Obviously, Chris Chester is going to fire him up. We've lost Robert Louis. What's going to happen now? And I don't know. It's 
theory and a bit of a backlash, but that didn't happen, did it? We seemed to come out and absolutely roast him in that second half. What were your thoughts at our time? I was a bit worried, though, but I was thinking to myself, this team has, has been on a journey, hasn't it, in the last sort of sort of 12 months, two years, and, you know, it's like I said before, previously on in this section of the podcast, it's kind of a game you usually lose, and, and to obviously not, not, to, not to get beat, and obviously turn up and... and putting a big performance in big pressure moments obviously with Rob Louie going off and the, and the team kind of coming together the, the crucial people the max of Mark Flanagan um, and Logan Tompkins and Josh Wood um, all, all the, the link players kind of sharing that responsibility with Jack Littlejohn uh, to, to produce that you know flowing rugby league and you know we, we found a lot of space in the, in the, in the outside years after that and we, and we punished Wakefield and it was great that obviously we've got this team now that's going places we're in the top 8 we're moving forward and it's, it's just a matter of keep winning because as long as we keep winning no one will catch us no it was a big confidence boost I thought a really big confidence boost getting into that top 8 and it's, it's given us a bit of a gap now especially above the teams at the, at the bottom there Huddersfield and, and, and Catalan you know, obviously Hulk Air and Widness are not too far behind us at the moment and Wakefield have got a game in hand on us so it's, it's still going to be tough we're going to have to win those games aren't we against those sides around us and then anything else we pick up is a bonus obviously you want to go into every game and win you don't want to target games but those ones against teams around us especially that Magic Weekend game in Catalan they're the big ones now and uh, the ones we need to get wins from Who was your man in the match Paul against Wakefield? Tyrone McCaffrey Tyrone McCarthy, I'm going to go for, for George Griffin. Fa- fantastic stacks, 42 tackles, 157 metres made, 8.7 metres a carry. You know, you know, five-star performance from him. Who was that, sorry? <laughs> George Griffin. Sorry, yeah, George Griffin, yeah. <laughs> I don't know where I was then. Yeah, excellent from George Griffin. I mean, uh, I think that's the best he's played for Salford, yeah. to be honest with you. I think that's the best performance I've ever seen. He seemed to have the, another gear, didn't he? And he seemed to be, um, I don't know, so much stronger. And you know, really running the ball and running to burst, as Ian Watson was saying last season. Copchat was doing that a lot last year, and it did. It reminded me of the cup game we played against Wakefield last year, where we came out, and it was one of those games that you can see from minute one, we're not going to lose this game because mm. we're so switched on, we want it so much and so badly. And I think there was a bit of that on Friday night. We seem to want that game more than Wakefield did. Uh, for whatever reason, I don't. I don't know. Rugby league can be like that now in the modern game, can't you? You can get on that roll, and. You know, if you want that game more than the other side, you get get the league going, and it's hard to lift yourself through a game. If you come out half baked, you're uh, you know you're in for a toweling. Yeah, so big win for Salford against Wakefield this week. And next up on the Devil in the Detail podcast, we'll look what our amateur sides did in Paul's amateur report. Right, well, here is this week's Devil in the Detail amateur report. We'll start off, as usual, with the National Conference League, Conference Premier Division on Saturday. Rochdale Mayfield had a struggling season this time around after an excellent last last season. Uh, this this year played 6-1-1, lost five. They were beaten again at home to Hunslet Club Parkside. Tough game, though. Hunslet, six out of six at the top of the table and playing really, really well. They've only conceded 46 points all season. And Rochdale Mayfield got 12 points against them on, on Saturday in a 32 points to 12 defeat. Hunslet Club Parkside, 22 and up at half-time. Rochdale Mayfield made a valiant fist of it, but going down by 32 points to 12 at full time. That result leaves Rochdale Mayfield third bottom in the table, just above Wigan St. Patrick's and Mighton Warriors. In the other divisions, in Division 2, Saddleworth Rangers went down at Wigan St. Jude's by 48 points to 28. In Division 3, Dewsbury Celtic 28, Oldham St. Anne's 12. And what a fantastic match between Salford City Roosters and Waterhead Warriors. Well, this, I'll just talk you through this one. This sounded a great game. A Paul Morgan penalty from front of the post in the closing stages helped Salford City Roosters edge out the Waterhead Warriors by 28 points to 27. You know, the Warriors, who had led 14 points to 4 at half time in that game, a Damolo, Damola Ian La, Larger's hat trick 
helping Salford City Roosters claw back into the game and Andrew Muscat grabbed their other tray as well so a terrific win for the City Roosters in their quest to uh, to get back in the up in the leagues they're in uh, Division 3 at the moment and I'm sure they'll be trying to get back into Division 2 this season that's a good win and that gives them 2 out of 6 in the opening stages of the season in Division 3 as we mentioned before Jude Celtic beat Old St Anne's 28-12 the fixtures for this Saturday 28th of April Underbank Rangers play Rochdale Mayfield in the Premier Division Division 2 East Leeds play Saddleworth Rangers and there's 2 matches in Division 3 Salford City Roosters at home to Barrow Island and Oldham St Anne's at home to Stanley Rangers I will turn our attentions to the youth leagues now this week before we look at the uh, the Northwest Men's League. We'll go to youth leagues and Northwest Youth League under 18s, Lancashire and Northwest Youth Cup on Sunday. Folly Lane in the under 18s, great win. They beat Intros Bridge by 18 points to 9. In the under 16s, Lancashire and Northwest Youth Cup, Shevington 36, Oldham St Anne's 12. And in the under 16, Shield and Plate, it was Langworthy 46, Clockface 4. Rochdale 34, Pilkington Rex 22, Saddleworth 36, Waterhead 12, and Wigan St Cuthbert's 80, Salford City Roosters. For this Sunday, the 29th of April, in the under 18s Premier Division, Waterhead Warriors are at home to Lee Miners. Division 1, it's Oldham St Anne's versus Wigan St Jude's, and Division 2, Rochdale against Charlie Panthers, South Trafford against Burtonwood, and Saddleworth against Folly Lane. In the under 16s, Division 1, Blackbrook are at home to Folly Lane. Division 2, it's West Horton against Saddleworth Rangers, Wigan St Cuthbert's against Waterhead, and Walney Central against Langworthy. Reds and finally the under 16s Division 3 Salford City Roosters are at home to Rochdale Mayfield. And moving on now to the North West Men's League Premier Division Saturday. Folly Lane went down at Hindley by 34 points to 30. An excellent game there. Unlucky to Folly Lane. It's a tough lead that Premier Division and they made they made a real good start of it. But sadly went down 34-30 at Hindley. In Division 1, Walney Central 36, Rochdale Mayfield A 24. Division 2, Berry Broncos 4, Wigan St. Cuthbert 16. Manchester Rangers 42, Wigan St. Jude's A 16. In Division 3, Langworthy. Reds, terrific win for them. They beat Crossfields A at home, 46 points to 22. Division 4, Saddleworth Rangers A, 30. Gaz Woodstags, 31. Division 5, Tato Heath Crusaders B, 66. Littleborough, 6. Latchford Albion A, 52. Bolton Mets, 0. Ryland Sharks, 76. Berry Broncos A, 0. The fixtures for this Saturday, the 28th of April in the Premier Division. West Bank Bears play Folly Lane. Division 1, Rochdale Mayfield A, against Wigan St. Patrick's A. Division 2, it's Lee East A, against Berry Broncos. Manchester Rangers against Ulverston. Wigan St. Jude's A, against Oldham St. Anne's A. In Division 3, Crossfields A, play Rochdale Cobras. Langworthy Reds play Eccleston Lions. West Horton Lions play Burtonwood Bridge. Division 4, Caddy's Ed Rhinos versus Runcorn, Saddleworth Rangers A versus Little Hulton Reds, and in Division 5, it's Bolton Mets versus Littleborough, and the Berry Broncos A entertain Higginshaw. In College Rugby League this Wednesday, the 25th of April, the College Rugby League Northwest League 1, Runshaw, out home to the Salford Red Devils, so that's another tough trip for the, the Red Devils. I wish them all the best in that one. We've got a bit of amateur news for you as well this week. In the President's Cup that was played at Rochdale Mayfield on Wednesday, blistering day there on Wednesday as well it was red hot weather and it was a red hot game as well the England University is coming out on top they beat the Great Britain Police by 48 points to 10 so that result the match between the Force and GB teachers was postponed the fixture for the 2nd of May these games will be played at Wigan St Jude's it's England University is against the Great Britain teachers that's a 6pm kickoff, and the Armed Forces play the Great Britain Police at 8pm on Wednesday the 20th of June the final round of fixtures will be played again at Rochdale Mayfield and it's Great Britain Police against Great Britain teachers 6 o'clock and UK Armed Forces versus England Universities at 8pm to be confirmed is that postponed match between the UK Armed Forces and the Great Britain teachers that will probably be announced this week 
But finally this week, the British Amateur Rugby League Association, or BALA as it is known, has confirmed an open age tour of Fiji towards the end of this year. The trip will span the 9th of November to the 24th of November, with the opposition yet to be confirmed. Cumbria, Cumbrian Gary Hewer of Distington is head coach. He will be assisted by Lee's Paul Riontool of York Acorn. Sorry, he'll be, he'll be assisted by Lee Paul Riontool of York Acorn. I thought it was somebody from Lee then. Sorry about that, my apologies. BALA, Great Britain. Meanwhile, inviting applicants for backroom personnel for the trip. Two physiotherapists are being sought together with a kit man and a media manager. Interested volunteers should email details and a full CV to Barla Secretary Phil Sharp at secretary at barla.org.uk. That's all lowercase, and that needs to be done before Monday the 7th of May. And finally this week, before I leave you, a special mention to Langworthy Reds under-12 side and Luke Garton had an excellent game for them in their cup win against Saddleworth Rangers on Sunday. They won by 26 points to 6, so congratulations to Luke and his teammates. Terrific work from Langworthy Reds, one of our local sides who are doing really well at all levels this season. But special congratulations to Luke Garton and Langworthy Reds. That's all I've got for you this week. I shall see you at the AJ Bell Stadium on Thursday night for Salford against St. Helens. So, with the news coming out of South Red Devils uh, this week, Paul, Challenge Cup round six will be drawn at half eight to, or ten past eight tomorrow morning. By the time you've all listened to this week, this week's podcast, unfortunately for us, um, so we're not going to obviously talk about that. Unfortunately, it's already in the can. But if you were going to have a uh, best draw, worst draw case scenario, Paul, who would it be? Before I, I tell you, will you do me a favour? Go on. Will you text me in the morning at 8 o'clock and remind me? Because I'll be going to work, well, I'll start work about 7. So okay. I'll, I might be driving about, but I need to make sure I've got Radio 2 on, don't I? Right. So just remind me in the morning because I'll forget and I'll be gutted then because I love listening to the draw. Um, who do I want? Um, I, I want mine a trip to Whitehaven because I like going there. I've seen us win there, lose there and draw there, I think, over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Featherstone away. Mm-hmm. Nice trip. But anybody at home, really. I'd take anybody at home. Yeah, Feverson at home, Whitehaven at home would be good. Um, Leeds at home, battering. Yeah, we want to avoid the likes of Wigan away, Leeds away. I can, I feel, I've got a feeling the water, Toronto, Toronto at home. I've got a feeling the water. I think if we get Toronto away, I don't think it'll be played over there, will it? They'll probably play it over here because they mm. switched the game at weekend, didn't they? Because I, I think it's logistically, how are you supposed to book a flight over there in the next few weeks? Well, they don't think about that, Paul. They just... just do the do the draw? I don't worry about those fans. No, they don't. Do they? <laughs> I worry about getting to the games though sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, well, I'll sort something out. But an home draw, yeah. I think if you get an home draw, I don't think you can ask for any more than that. Yeah, other news as well that's popped into my head. Uh, we're going to be talking supporters trust uh, news. Um, I think the the game against St Helens on Thursday, the supporters trust bus uh, is going to stop at any sort of GMP uh, bus stop on the way now, which is which is good news rather than have you know separate um, places where it stops. Yeah, that's great. All you have to do is wave a Salford scarf, don't you, to get it to stop. <laughs> no, that's great news, and congratulations to the supporters, Trust. I mean, we were talking about them on, on Saturday, weren't they, at the event, which we'll talk about shortly, and the work they're doing, I think it's applaudable. All volunteers, aren't they, that, that get involved with that, and, uh, you know, it's great, the, the, st- the stuff they're doing with that bus. We've said it before, it takes a lot of organising, and, you know, people have jobs and lives, and that. And the, the, the guys that do that, I mean, my, my hat's off to them, really. It's really great work. Yeah, if it was a fantastic event at the Seven Brewers Brewery, oh, yeah, um, you know we we compared it, didn't we? It was it was yeah. a, <laughs> it was a bit of experience normally. It's just me and you talking to each other, uh, but when it's different when there's 300 people looking at you uh, and you know angering every word you say. 
Yeah, but I enjoyed it, and I just hope the people enjoyed it, and we we did we did all right because no uh, one said well we did rubbish. So <laughs> I, th- I think I think we yeah. did okay. We we standed in for Paul Lighting because I don't think Paul could could make it on the night. So we I turned up there, and I was a bit late myself, and. Um, Dave Campbell comes and said, "Oh, you're you're on stage in a bit." I thought, oh, "No, hang on, I'm I'm just <laughs> chilling tonight, and I'm just going to chat to a few few players and that." Um, but you know, it was great, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was a bit nervous because, like like you, I've never really spoken for loads of people in my, my life before. I do bits and bobs at work in mm. meetings, but it's not like a few hundred. It's normally like ten people or something. But no, I enjoyed every minute of it. The players were great. Ian Watson spoke really well. All the people who was involved in organising, Nathan McAvoy, what a job he did setting it all up. But it was great to see the likes of Paul Southern there. I don't want to miss out the names now. I was trying to remember. He was there, get that picture up. Make a name of all. <laughs> Darren Rogers, though, he spoke really well. I had a good chat with Darren. Paul Southern, Steve Blakely. Ian Watson. Ian Watson, Ian, Ian Blees, Cliff Eccles. Yeah. Um, who else was there? Try and fill a bit of dead air, eh, I put a post on the other day and I missed Steve Blakely out. <laughs> and then uh, Cliff Eccles messaged me saying uh, I thought he was your favourite and you missed him out. So Matt, Matt Lee, we forgot Matt Lee. Matt Lee, Nathan McAvoy, Shane Hansen, Martin Burkett, Martin Burkett, uh, Cliff Eccles, Cliff Darren Rodgers. Yeah. Cliff Eccles, Darren Rodgers, yeah. It was, quite, it was quite a lot of people. Quite a lot what, of people. what a lovely guy Paul Southern was. I've never spoke to Paul Southern before. He does a lot of work with Folly Lane. He was telling me yeah. like, coaching at the, the young levels, isn't he? What a lovely guy he was and really passionate about his career and, and you could have stood there all night talking to him really really fully enjoyed it and I think the more things we do like with ex-players the better yeah I'll t- tell you what remind me that with, with, uh, with Paul Southern was at the end of the night when we were talking to him he says um, you know the best feeling in the world when, you, when you're walking out uh, and walking back into the sheds and the sulphur shed uh, making all that noise and you could, you could hear the kind of wobble in his voice he was, yeah. he was getting pretty emotional about it, it wasn't he um, but yeah, it was a fantastic night. A little, a little, little secret is I used to be on, I used to do drama at school, so I've been on the stage. But it's character stuff, and it's not normally just me. But it was a bit, it was different. It was different than what we're used to doing this kind of stuff. But I really enjoyed it, and I hope everyone else did. I used to play in a band years ago. Did you? When I was about eighteen. Yeah, I can play guitar. Well, not as much now because I don't do it. But uh, we used to play in pubs and bits and bobs like that. But you're talking like. 30 people aren't you something like that it's not, <laughs> not like a few hundred so I could sing you could play your guitar oh, yeah. oh, we could we could make the marquee we don't, we don't maybe not we, we <laughs> just have enough time to do this podcast <laughs> don't be getting me ropes or anything else if Ellen's listening she'll go mad <laughs> yeah well let's say it was a fantastic night big thanks for, for you know oh, the support yeah. of trust like, putting like it up saying there I think the more stuff you can do with ex-players the better and, and I know we, we sort of relaunched the ex-players association and I'm going to um we want to try and get as many people as involved as we can. I'm hoping to write, you know, into the league express and get that photograph put in. And one thing I was going to do is perhaps give them um, an email address to contact, you know, ex players, perhaps with the supporters trust or, or me or whatever, where they can we can get their details and then keep them on a record and then invite them to future events. I've not, I've not. This is the first I've thought of this. I thought about it today, and I've not asked Dave Campbell yet, so I better tell <laughs> him the supporters <laughs> trust. But I thought it might be a decent idea, you know, yeah. just just to, so they all get invited next time, and the more the better, and the, the more events you have like that, the more it's going to grow the the club, and you know, that other teams have these these dinners and do's, and and, and they're the valuable. Valuable part of your past ex-players, aren't they? And I think it's really, really important that you celebrate them and, and keep on side with them because they give a lot to the club. Yeah, talking about the uh, Supporters Trust, Paul, there's another event yeah. uh, taking place uh, shortly, uh, being set up by the Supporters Trust. Can you tell us all about that? Yeah, I certainly can. Yeah, it's an evening with Adrian Morley, the ex-Salford Red Devils and England International. He'll play for Leeds, uh, Sydney City Roosters and Warrington Wolves as well. It's going to be on Friday the 15th of June 2018 at 7.30 prompt start, it says. And uh, the event is going to be at Buell Hill Park in Eccles. 
uh, Eccles Hall Road, Salford M68GL. Uh, there's going to be an auction of sporting memorabilia plus a raffle. There's a comedian on called Gary Marshall, I believe, is really, really good. It includes a three course meal as well. It's tickets are £35. I mean, you can't whack that for a night out, Rob. It's a belting night out that for uh, £35. And um, if you want tickets, you can contact Dennis, Dennis Riley, on 07922. 413276 or email Dennis and this is the email address it's all lowercase DennisRiley1 at hotmail.com or you can also contact Simon Hindle if you don't want to talk to Dennis talk to Simon (laughs) 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 Simon's number is 078-544-79134 or you can email Simon again all lowercase Simon.SalfordRLFCST at gmail.com talk to them both that's what I say yeah, yeah, they've done a good <laughs> job of organising that, Dennis and Simon. And uh, you know, like I said before, Rob, they, they do a great thing to support us. Trust. There's a good band of people. They all have their own little role, their own little responsibility. And let's hope this supporters trust can grow. More and more people can get involved because I still don't think there's there's that many people involved. What there could be, you know, two and a half thousand people there on um, Friday night. Say there's a couple of hundred from Wakefield. So two thousand season ticket holders or whatever. Let's get everybody involved. I mean, to me, next season, what the club should do is say, when you buy a season ticket, do you want to pay an extra tenner and join the Supporters Trust and market it like that? I think that'd be a great idea. Let's get all our season ticket holders members of the Supporters Trust. Yeah, and also for the Plast Players Association, every player that we sign automatically gets signed up for the Plast Players Association. Well, you think about it, Rob. There's, I've managed to track back all the Super League players. I've been, I've told you, I've been doing a bit now, and uh, I've, I've done them all up to 96, and there's a few hundred there in my mm. book, but I've done in alphabetical order. It's a lot of messing about, but... It'd be great to get all them as members of it. It'd be difficult for people in Australia. But you think back of all the players who played in the 90s, 80s, 70s, 60s, guys in the 50s might be getting on a bit now or, or passed away or whatever. But there's still a lot of players there, isn't there, from, from that era. You, you know, we played in the 70s now. You're knocking on a Mike, Mike Coomer's like 73 now, ain't he? So if you played in the 60s, you'd probably be in your 70s, 80s, won't you? So... Mm. I don't know. It depends how old you were. Oh, I'm sure time. they'll all be. I'm trying to work out the maths now, but <laughs> you know what I mean. There's an awful lot of players yeah. out there, isn't there, who are yeah. who are um, who are still knocking about. You know, you've only got to look at local guys. I mean, I see guys on the Anoraks page all the time. Paul O'Neill played for us in the eighties. Uh, Paul Fletcher, Stuart Williams, local lads. Um, so there's loads of them knocking about, and it'd be nice to give them the recognition they deserve. Yeah. So that's all the news coming out of uh, Salford Red Devils uh, this week. Now we're going to be talking about the vi- uh, talking about the victory. It's like we just you know decided we're going to win we're Thursday. Beat them, yeah. <laughs> so we're going to talk about the big game against Settlers on Thursday. It's time on the Devil of the So, Salford Red Devils take on St. Helens on Thursday night on Sky, Paul. Big game for Salford after two big wins. Yeah, it certainly is. And uh, yeah, it's probably the game you want now. You know, you built up, you played Huddersfield, who's probably not as good as Wakefield, playing Wakefield, and now St. Helens, who's probably a step up again. Having said that, Wakefield beat Saints a few weeks ago. So, it's been a funny season for, for results so far this season. Yeah, definitely a tough game. They're full of pace, St. Helens, and uh, full of running, full of quality players, good pack of forwards. Players that can score from all over the field. Ben Barber's got the X factor in him as well. He can do sort of magical things, can't he? So we're going to have to be switched on. He's got a lot of pace out wide as well, and you've got to be switched on to that. Yeah, uh, no Rob Lewis, uh, obviously injured. Um, going to be a uh, kind of a selection headache for William Watson, obviously, with with uh, Rob Lewis not, not being available. Um, could be opportunity for Shoris to come in and uh, make a statement. 
I would have thought Jake Shirts would be definitely be in because we're really low in that half back position now. So I, I would definitely think he's in. He's in the squad. I've just seen the 19 man squad today. I know Jake's in it, so I would have thought he'd be be there or thereabouts. We're looking at St. Ellen's side as I've said before. Ben Barber's got that that X factor. You've got the uh, the outside backs there, like I said, Tommy Makinson. I like that Ryan Morgan. I think he's a quality centre as well. And Regan Grace, the other winger. So there's this pace there, isn't there, in that team? But they've lost a few people recently. There's nowhere James Roby and. Um, Percival, the centre, didn't play against Huddersfield on uh, on Friday night, so whether he's injured, I'm not too sure. But they've got a few injuries as well, so uh, it could be the ideal time to play them. Yeah, low Max, Martha, Martha, uh, Martha McCarthy, Scarsbrook, uh, two players I think they need to be to be to be looked after because obviously the big powerful running of the Scarsbrook might cause problems in our forward pack. But you're hoping the the big forwards will meet him head on and knock him down. Yeah, certainly McCarthy's guys with an handful. That Kyle Amor's another one. Alex Worms is out injured at the moment as well. He's a big blow for them. He's probably one of the best props in the Super League. Another guy to watch out for is Teo Farge. I mean, how's well Teo been playing this season? And he'll be out to prove a point against Salford, won't he? I know he gets a good welcome when he comes back, but he's looked excellent this season. He was on the bench against Huddersfield, and he's got that role at the moment. He seems to be playing interchange hooker. And, and yeah, I think if it, what, would it, what a great victory it would be if we could pull one off, Rob. I think it would really catapult us in the season. Give us your score prediction for the game on uh, Thursday. Just done them on the back of my league express. Yep. Twenty-two twenty to Salford. I think um, Warren, uh, Warrington St. Helens are going to be leading uh, twenty points to sixteen, and uh, Jake Bibby's going to score in the corner, and then uh, Jet Little John's going to kick the goal for the touchline, and we're going to win twenty-two twenty. So I'm on yeah, <laughs> I'm going to go. Uh, well, you know, we're looking for this meal. I've got to be playing my percentages right. St. Helens defence. Also playing well. I'm going to go Salford 16, Settlers 10. 16 10. Thinking we'll score with about 10 minutes to go and hold out. Well, he's not gone 30 points to 6 no. or 18 6 this week, <laughs> which is what he normally goes. Uh, 16 10, yeah, I, I can see that. I've mean, not looked at the weather forecast, but I'm going to do a bit of rain, aren't we, this week? So, uh, wet weather. Do you know what? It's so hard to predict games. And I do, I've told you before, I do a prediction league on Facebook with a couple of lads, a couple of Featherston lads, a few Salford lads are in it as well. It's really good fun. And um, I got a correct score last week for Brad, Bradford against Warrington in the Cup. Oh, yeah. 54-6 I put, and it was it was 54-6. <laughs> so you get 10 points for a correct score. So uh, I'm, I'm down in the bottom of the table. I think there's 40 was in it. I think I'm about 35th. So yeah. hopefully that'll catapult me into the top <laughs> half anyway. Yeah, we'll have to uh, you have to talk about that every week now, Paul. See how the uh, see how the predictions go. You need to start pulling your finger out if you're uh, part of the bottom. I do. There's quite a few Salford lads in it. I know Stephen Roach is in it. Simon Williams is in it. Uh, Barry Jones is in it. My dad's in it. So we're like the Salford Mafia in it, but none of us are doing very well at the moment. I think my dad's in top ten, but um, the guy who organised it, Andy Greenoff, he's called. He's a good lad, a good Featherstone supporter, and uh, I've seen him at Salford a couple of times. I think he listens to the show, friend of the show. Uh, he's top. And he's always top, and he runs it. So I think there's a bit of a cheating going on there. Yeah, yeah. You think that's what it is? That a conspiracy theory, <laughs> know, keeping himself no, with massive just jealous because he's top. <laughs> but obviously, you know, we're talking about you know getting outside the bubble, Paul. We've got you know uh, lots of great listeners all over the world, and you know, you know we're so grateful that you take like, an hour of your lives out just to tune in and talk to us. Talk, to, you know, us talking all things for Red Devils for an hour. Yeah, we got some nice feedback from uh, Mark Hayden from Australia. I know him and his dad listen to the show. And he sent us a really nice, nice message. And if you're listening, Mark, you know, thanks for all your, all the love that you sent to us and all the nice messages because it, it makes us feel good, doesn't it, when we know people are listening and he enjoys the show and you're you're living like miles away there. And uh, no, uh, thanks very much for that. It's uh, you know really nice here. Yeah. So big thanks for tuning into this week's uh, Devil in the Detail podcast. I've been Rob Parks and your face. 
find us on Facebook, Devil in Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter at DITD SRD. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Radio Contact. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Contact.